When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Chills. Oh, it's like the old days. It's the old gang. It's back together again. There's Phil here. Hello. There's Andy here. It's the Holy Trinity. But who's this to my right? We've got a surprise guest special star tonight. It's only Mr. Pat Nevins. It's only Pat. We Pat. An interloper. I feel as if I'm kind of intruding that I shouldn't actually be here just now, but no, it's lovely to be here. Um, I've actually just come hot fr- from the bridge. I was there earlier today. Um, what, go- what gossip from the bridge, Pat? Um, well, the, the difficult thing is, um, we were talking movies before, weren't we? And I do an analysis piece on uh, for Chelsea TV on our games, and I'm thinking now of putting the music to Groundhog Day on before it every <laughs> single week, because we're winning every week at the moment, and it's it's a joy, but try to say something new about how great um, Antonio, is that his full name? I was trying try to find out his full name, is his, his full name's, it's Antonio, 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 Con- uh, yeah. <laughs> and he calls it football uh, as well, yeah. football, <laughs> I think it's four times you say his name. Anyway, thanks for inviting me along. I've How do you find that? Have you, have you spoken to him? Have you had spent any time with him? Um, dash. See, I've got this thing, I always tell the truth, right? <laughs> so I'm going to have to tell But you're going to change it now no, here. I, I've nodded and I haven't spoken to him. But if you watch these pieces we do, it looks like I'm asking him questions. I'm not there. Power I asked the question a couple of t- days before. He answers them, and then I react to them afterwards. Um, but I've got a few things to do down at the training ground over the next uh, couple of months, so I'll get to meet them. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to does, meet them. Does it? Does it? I know because you play for other clubs as well. Obviously, I mean, obviously you're ours, but you play for Everton, you play for other people. Does it feel like home, the bridge to you? Is that? Does it? Is it always like coming home? Yeah, it's, it's kind of odd. It was never a consideration. It was never anything else. You know, when I went to Everton. In fact, I'll prove it to you. I'm nothing against Everton. I had a good time at Everton. But when I left there, so I'd been five years at Chelsea, nearly five years at Everton, and then I moved to Tranmere, and I had a lovely time there. But the second week after I left, um, Chelsea were playing Everton at Goodison Park, and I'm still up in the northwest, So I'm going to go to that game as a fan. I'm not going to go and sit in the posh seats. But what side they're going, you know, <laughs> because I've just left, left Everton a few weeks ago. Um, anyway, so I walked in with the Chelsea fans, as as I always was going to, but I thought I'll keep it really quiet and I'll not be seen. Five minutes later, every Chelsea fan singing my name, and I think, oh, don't do that, guys. It's so. Have you ever been to a party? You're not supposed to be there, and you're spotted, right? Well, that was that multiplied by ten thousand Chelsea fans. Because you'd have been tagged on Facebook these days. Oh yeah, you know? exactly. oh, yeah you'd have been absolutely slaughtered there. Chelsea's the team. Right? So yeah. Kind of, I've got my, my Scottish team's Hibs, my English team's Chelsea, and that's it. Full stop. And by the way, both are top of the leagues. Isn't life dreaming? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good at the moment. <laughs> well, it is actually. I mean, I suppose we. Should should actually have a little chat about what's been going on because we've had two very 
tough games and um, we've come through them. I mean, how did you see the West Brom game? Um, well, the, the technical side of it is I'm... I'm I, again, another thing I do is I write the technical notes for the opposition in the programme. You may or may not have read them. The last mm. two or three weeks. Always read them. Well, the last two or three... Yeah. You're the, no, one, you're the one. I do. <laughs> bar programme. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're expensive. Well, they are. I, I, I agree with that. Oh, we'll get one from now no, on. No, I... Uh, I'll borrow Andy's actually. <laughs> yeah, we all we all just get all our news and stats. Andy is actually our statistician. He is the man who can actually come out with stats. Do we see things like Tim? I'll start asking him questions and checking them up. No, no, no. That's part of why I'm saying it. Excellent too. stuff. <laughs> and I'm worried it might be one of your stats that I've nicked. I'm so. not very good. To be honest, although I studied stats um, as part of my degree, um, I deliberately leave that to the commentators. You know, I hopefully my position is is actually to give you insight into the actual game. Did you do your degree before you were a footballer yeah. or after? Uh, same time, I I, uh, I was Celtic as a kid, and they let me go. They said you're rubbish, you're too small, and you'll never make it. And I agreed, <laughs> and uh, so I went to study and did a student uh, degree in Glasgow. Um, but while I was there, uh, Clyde spotted me playing a little boys' club, um, and they just those days used to get a grant. So they said, well, this will help your grant if you go and play with us. And I went, yeah, okay then. So for two years I was at Clyde while I was doing this degree. And then I took a two-year, I said, I'll take a two-year sabbatical to go to Chelsea. Never quite went back to that degree, I'm afraid. So I've got a year left to do of it. But right. stats was part of it. Right, interesting. Well, I'm sure we'll be able to swap some stats later. But for, for the West Brom game... Oh, yeah, um, it was I never asked her that question, I'm afraid. So no, 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 it's all right. We, we, we go off-piste quite a lot. That's okay. kind of the nature of this. Yeah. It's the piste-cast, really, or off-piste-cast. <laughs> so, you know, I mean... But, uh, but the West Brom game, it was a, it was a very, very interesting afternoon. Um, last season, if we'd have been a, a, against a team like that, I think I'd have been really kind of concerned. But it seemed to me that the team and Conte were working hard at things, trying to work out a way through. In the first 10 minutes, it looked as though maybe we'd pass through them. Then they got everything together. Mm -hmm. But we kept on working at it, and we didn't seem to stop trying things. Uh, how did you see the game? Well, as I said, the programme, I said they're going to play 6-2-1-1 against us. Now, that's kind of a big call, but that's exactly what they did. That's exactly what they did, yeah. Um, so I was really happy I called that a week early and said it in the programme. But that's really hard... The analogy I would give, I used to, if I play international football and, and I play against the likes of San Marino or, you know, the Faroe Islands, they would play like that. And they were hard to break down because mm. they never went out. And when you scored the goal, they still didn't come out. Now, you do that with average players and it's hard to get by them. You then do that with good professional defenders um, with good organisation. It's unbelievably hard to get through. So you have to keep on doing it and work it when their concentration drops. So watching the game, I just thought, well, they will give us a chance. Plus, they didn't want the ball on the pitch, really, did they? Every oh, time it went off. Nice thing. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I, but, to be fair, we have to be honest about. We have watched Chelsea when we have done that once or twice. Yeah, but we're in Chelsea, the past, though. We have to be honest. We have to, I have to be fair about it because sometimes I don't work for Chelsea. And you have to be absolutely fair about it. But I liked that. And every team that's came in the British, I'm sure you've all seen it. Every team that's came in these last 10 games, or not to the British, played against us, have all tried a different system. Yeah. But the big thing about it, they've all tried something they're not used to. 
So they're all adapting to us. Well, it's funny. really strange. It's, it's, it's interesting you say that, because obviously yeah. Everton, we talked about Everton, yeah. when they came to try to match us up exactly. and just got destroyed at every single part of the pitch, didn't they? Mm. And what was interesting, I, I, I found, I mean, the first half on Saturday was dire. I mean, it was truly dire. Mm. Although I do find a perverse beauty in the, in the you know, the, the solidity of that pewless defence. It yeah. was, what, what, I mean, I don't know how you feel about it, but it seems to me that where's your plan B if, they, if you get scored against doing it? And the, it's all or nothing, isn't mm, it, really? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, the plan B was they then break out a little bit, you know, and the two wingers who are at fullback then just go up the park a wee bit. Um, you know, so yeah, that's what you do. I mean, I've, I've played in teams usually, again, on the national side where we were, had to defend sometimes and, you know, it, you just soak up and soak up and if you have to break, you break. Um, but it's hard to then change your mindset. You, you sit in the mindset. You and know, how do you, with a, with a kind of like, you know, I mean, if there's a player that we can liken you to in the modern era, it probably is Eden Hazard. I mean, um, in I don't, I, he's not the one I think of myself as. Don't you? Oh, that's no, interesting. No, no. Who do you, who do there's, you a, there's a player playing in the Premier League just now who was exactly the kind of way that I tried to play, as far as I can see. Any guesses? He's not playing for Chelsea. He plays for Arsenal. No. Mm. Play for Man U. No. Oh no, City, City, yeah. Silver. Silver. Silver, thank you. Yeah. Okay, that's exactly the way I tried to play. Right, but when I was playing, um, so that's a proper number ten role rather than a winger. Yeah, role, I'd never it? played wing before I came yeah. to Chelsea, so yeah. um, I had to learn how to do wing play when I was at Chelsea, which is kind of hard to do when you're trying to get first team football. But you know, you do it yeah, game. I mean, mm-hmm. the great analogy to that is actually Cesc at the moment. Yeah, Cesc is Mister you know, Cruise about and Pirlo and all the rest of it. Seth actually stats 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 uh, alert. <laughs> he wrote. He made the. It was the second in distance run in the game last night. He was the second. Very in slowly. Yeah. No. <laughs> it, no. He's not. It's actually, it's, he's actually really quite dumb. I noticed this at the start of the season. We played against Liverpool. Was it pre-season over in America? And he got sent off for kicking lumps out of people. And I'm thinking. Yeah, you need to adapt your game, Cesc, but you're pushing it about there. I think the but only the only question that, that, that they had against Cesc was his pace, wasn't it, really? I don't think anybody questioned his work rate, but yeah. it was just whether you can move around the pitch no, with a great pace. He looks fitter. Uh, I, I have to, they all look fitter to me. I mean, there, there seems to be a, an awful lot of work that's gone in. I mean, you, do, you just look at... I would lo- love to see a photo of, of Costa at the middle of last year and a photo of Costa now, because his body shape is different. We keep a photo of Costa above our fireplace. <laughs> to keep the kids away, you know? No, <laughs> <laughs> um, but he is no. It's it stunning to see the difference in the ball, isn't it? You well, when he plays, is it, it's an extra threat, isn't it? Yeah. You know, when Matic plays, it's not threat really because he's looking after things, isn't he? But when Fabregas, like last night, well, was he injured, Matic? No, he wasn't. No, he just, actually, he just made a choice. Nailed, to play nailed him. on, nailed on point, and I think that is the most important point about last night's game against Sunderland because you don't need to change it. You've got Matic there. You've got Cantu there. Yeah. And he says, no, actually, this is a, they're going to sit back. Yeah. Set, he's going to get enough. He had, again, the stats, just because I happened no, to look I, at them I today. Um, the top, <laughs> the top amount of yeah, passes. But you, Pat's stats mean something. Uh, well, they, he kind of asked the point. And it yeah. rhymes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm welcome to Pat's stats. I'm going to steal that. <laughs> no, That's but right. we, um, I mean, their top passer last night had 39 passes. Yeah. Sunderland. We're the away team. Sess himself had 117. So he's like three times more than anyone else. But he's miles more than everyone in our team as well. So he completely and utterly dominated the game. He looked very confident. What I've seen of the game, he looked very confident last night. 
the way well, the way he played. And also, you know, that goal against West Brom, he did something which nobody had done in that game, which was he managed to put the ball down the line, but it actually got Costa against the defender one on one for the first time in the whole game, and the guy just completely yeah, lost it. And he, uh, I just you, thought was, you keep yeah. trying to give that assist to. Fabregas, don't you? That he did something in that goal. It. I think he gets it. I think he gets it. Is he in your fantasy team? I don't think he gets no, it. But he gets it. <laughs> he gets it. But, and, and that was just, it was just such a beautiful piece of, you know, centre forward play. Old fashioned. He bullied him off the ball without even touching him. And then suddenly he was gone. It was just a, a yes, sweet quite moment. spectacular to see how you stop him because he's got more pace than you'd think. His, his skills are pretty spectacular as well when he fancies it. Um, every part of every part of the play is a top centre forward. He's scored or assisted in 15 of his last 17 league games. Have you noticed that also... Start off! All right, okay, I'm, I'm rubbish at this, but I think <laughs> of his more. last seven shots, he scored five of them. That's right. Yeah. Oh, so, you knew that one, did you? 12 goals in 15 league appearances for Chelsea this season. He scored 12 in total in the last campaign, and he was involved in 17 goals this season, more than any other Premier League player, 12 goals and five it's, assists. It's, it's, well, I've had uh, two coffees from Starbucks before <laughs> the game, uh, three times in a row. Did you pay their, their uh, tax for them? No. <laughs> Let's not go there. Um, I mean, there's lots of brilliant ones. Chelsea have won more games in the Premier League this season already than we won last year. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to go back to last year. Last season, yeah, absolutely. Well, doesn't last year? I also think you know, last year seems like a dream uh, and nightmare. or a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, okay. But also, what I think is so refreshing, and why we're getting like we were talking about before the game, how you know, on the BBC they they were saying that you know that Chelsea Everton was the best Premiership game of all time. We're starting to wimp it. We're no longer the Millwall of the Premiership. People now that. Certain people have gone. No, bad news, they don't like us. They still, they still, mean, they okay. still don't like us. I think us. you're deluded, Dirk. Okay, okay well, I'm always going to be but, but there was an honesty about that. I and mean, it's hard to say anything else about that game. I mean, afterwards, I was doing some media right after the game, and I just said, I honestly think it's the best I've ever seen Chelsea play. In Did my you get any grief from Everton fans on Twitter? It's called you no, a Judas and a turncoat. No, they don't, because I've always been honest about it and straight right. about it. You know, right. I, I hate Everton getting beaten when Moisey was there. Moisey was one of my great friends growing up as a kid. We were at the same boys club together. You always was forget he? Were you? That's yeah, interesting. So we're yeah. both Celtic boys club players together. He always looked about 40, though, didn't he? When he, he, he must have looked like when he was a teenager. Do you know what? He had a big stamp across his forehead saying manager <laughs> really? when he was 15. Uh, yeah. He had just that. He was one of those guys were everyone's dead respectful of him right. um, then when he left Robbie Martinez well he I was his boss at Motherwell near the end of my career when I was chief executive at Motherwell right. he was one of our players in the midfield so they're all friends of mine so yeah. and there's lots of people I know what about my mate Bill Kemwright Bill's a top, top gazer. He's a top, <laughs> top He's your neighbour, isn't he, Bill? He's my neighbour, yeah. yeah. Well, he, I he, Bill. never ever forget the fact that when I was getting run out of Everton, I was furious about it too, because I was playing some of the best football in my career, but the manager and I didn't go on. But Bill took the time to come, out, come over afterwards and say, look, I'm absolutely gutted you're leaving. I am devastated, but, you know, I understood you need to stick by his manager. Um, I've never, no one's ever done that before. You know, be it football, be it media, be it anything. But he took the time to do that. So big up one for Bill top, there. Top Absolutely. Bill. All the actors top, top slag him off all the time. Oh yeah. Not paying him any money. And so do you remember you how? Do you remember man. how last year, Phil, you were always trying to persuade him to sell John Stones to us? 
<laughs> oh yes, I used to catch him on the street yeah. and say, "Come on!" And and uh, and Lukaku. And Lukaku. I, I, I wouldn't have taken Lukaku. I dodged the bullet with John Stones. Didn't I think we? you've dodged the bullet with Lukaku as well. Yeah, really. Yeah, did. he looked. He looked like he was carrying a bit of timber the other night. He looks lazy as well. He, he looks really disinterested. No, that's, he doesn't look lazy. Isn't he? He is lazy. All <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> Let's get this right. Now, and the thing is, I'm pretty harsh on Lukaku. The reason being, he's got everything. Absolutely everything. But Josie let him go for a reason. You know, mm. and the reason was you you need to put that effort in. And if you could be the best player in the world, and by the way, you're only a top centre forward, but I'm disappointed in you. He's Maximize. not a natural bully, is he? He needs to be a bully, really, to, to you know, against defenders. But heart, you need yeah. to be a little bit more. And he'll score goals all day long, and I said, but he could be playing for Real Madrid now. He should be playing for that sort of team now. I mean, that you performance. You've got to want to be a winner, haven't yeah. you, in football? I mean, That's that, what that, I, I think about the old Oscar thing. Yeah. I mean, I don't oh, get well, there. of course, we'll, we'll get there because oh, you. Was that, was that 16 minutes before? Well, that you know, it's. There's, the long running <laughs> thing on, is that Andy has been very supportive of Oscar throughout his Chelsea career. Phil hasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this this week, with the news that Oscar may be off for 60 million, that's 60 million, um, I'm just curious to see what everyone makes of it. Well, I adore him. Um, I adore him as a player. Um, I think he's. Ability to play one twos and back heels and things like that, absolutely fantastic. But in absolute honesty, has Oscar become the player I thought he was going to become? Well, the answer is no. No, oh, I think you're right. I mean, I think we, we, we can all agree yeah. on that. And 60 million quid is good business. And, yeah. you know, and it's if, we get the, if we get opportunities to get that money from China, we should. Listen, we should take a break because there's, uh, you know, we've we got to take a little ad break here and uh, we'll be back straight after this. Give software vendor audits the red card by signing up the Livingstone Managed Service Team right away. Call 0203-817-4880 or visit livingstone-tech.com to find out how. Right, welcome back uh, to the second half of the podcast, where I think we'll start uh, having a chat about last night's game, Sunderland. Um, again, it was it was like a, a mini West Brom kind of game, wasn't it, Pat? In the fact that they set themselves up in a different way again, as you were saying earlier in the programme. They changed their formation to suit us, and we kind of found it a bit difficult. I think yeah, I know you will continue to find it difficult when people do that you know, put that sort of play out there. And of course, Eden wasn't playing. You know, that's another big thing. That was a little knock on his knee, didn't he? Um, I did a very variety of things, also maybe sick as well. Oh, really? So okay. an illness as well. So there's a possibility there's a number of things on top of that. So, you know, all of those things you'd have to take in. But we actually managed it. We actually managed it okay. So that was, that was fine. Um, to be fair, last night, it's one of those ones where, see, a 1-0. I'm not worried about that. Mm. I'm not, there was times when we were 1-0 in the past, you'd think... Oh, God, can we get to the end? Generally, I was kind of comfortable. Yeah, you know? I felt comfortable as well, I have yeah. to say. I mean, having said that, there's always a chance of that Van, o- Van Arnold one could have gone out. Oh, what a save. But it's... Uh, How do you feel about Courtois? Because he's a player that's had a little bit of stick. Um, you know, a few players weren't utterly convinced with him. Um, but, you know, he seems to have jury's stepped out. up. Uh, you still think the jury's out, Phil? Oh, I think... He, no, it's good. I'm glad he's having some good games and, do, you know, showing a little bit of... You know, like, that he's a really good goalkeeper. I'm a bit worried about his bottle, but um, when he comes for crosses, because he looks like he's gonna, he should murder everybody, doesn't he? But he's a little bit timid. That's, that's, that's a brilliant. I think that is a really good uh, look at him because I watched him with obviously a lot with Atleti, and then um, he came to Chelsea. And the first year at Chelsea, 
I honestly thought he's the best on the planet coming collecting balls. And then he got an injury, and then he come back, and then, wait a minute, not quite as, you know, as impressive. I think it's coming back again Maybe he just year. needs his confidence yeah. back, you know? I think it is that as much as anything else, but I think you're right to note that, because I was telling everybody he's the best I've ever seen in my entire and life. And do you think playing in front of a and better... Then, yeah, a better defence is helping him out as well because, I mean, the defence last year looked very shaky, very lacking in confidence. Now, now we're, you know, I think uh, we are uh, kept a clean sheet in five of the previous seven games. Can I, we're, we're starting off again. Can we go again? And I'll <laughs> right. start off. And here we go with Pad Stats. I'm going for 17 and a half hours of Premier League football we've lost two goals. Oh, which I, is I bow stunning. down before you on the stat one. That's, that's, a, br- that's a brilliant that is. I mean, I, you do notice it when you're, you're watching it you're thinking, we never really looked that, in that much danger. Although, I'm with him. I'd rather have him. If you said to me what goalkeeper do you want in the world, I'd actually take him. I think Neuer's probably a better keeper, but he's older. Mm. We're going to have him as he comes in. He's great years. Cause remember that was always young. the plan, though, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, Czech was was going to be transitioned out. In would come yeah. this young La Liga winning goalkeeper. But wasn't that the problem? Is that actually he was a young goalkeeper who won a lot at Atletico. So the plan didn't go right with a lot of our loan players. You can bring them back, then ease them in, perhaps, or ease them out. But he'd already won loads and had proven himself that it did become a, a face-off between him and Czech. But it was always going to be him that won yeah. because yeah. he's younger, and yeah. and, it, and and it's absolutely fine with that. Um, but the defence has been absolutely phenomenal. Right, so we've all got our one weakness, right? I've famously, within Chelsea fans, I've got one player who I have adored, like, beyond, never, ever stopped Nobody back. loves him more than me. Well, David Luiz. Yeah. I adore him with, I think he's <laughs> fabulous. Nobody loves him more than Phil. Uh, well, there's a fight between my family and your family, because, <laughs> honestly, I go and watch him play every week, and you know, I accept the We're mistakes. having, this is a love-off now. Uh, we're, we're, I love them. Ah, he's brilliant. Won a game, though, isn't it? One last night where he gave the ball away on the halfway line, it ricocheted it's off the ref. It's kind of why I mentioned it, yeah. because there was one against West Brom, yeah. Yeah. and there was one and a half last night where, you know, the you know, the head's gone a wee bit. Apparently he was in playing cards after a game, doing tricks, does card tricks. Things you learn in there. Um, <laughs> I want to see one of I, his card I tricks. Want, I want to see, see when you, you get the ball from the back, and he's, I did a piece for the BBC website about a few years ago in his first spell here, that has passing over a range of 60, 70 metres is, is the best there is. Mm, no, one, no one's close. Yeah. And we kind of take it for granted. And see all this stuff with all the pundits all slotting them all the time. And I was thinking, do you know what? Stop watching them in match of the day. Start watching them in matches. Yeah. And see the 95, 98% of brilliant stuff he does. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's spectacular. He's good. got that other, the other David Luiz is talking to him though, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Why, are, why aren't you making a mistake? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or why aren't you taking these three players on now? <laughs> Dave, and you should be up front, mate. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think <laughs> actually, I, that, and that, that's possibly part of the problem as I understand it. He was a striker. Yeah. I oh, was he? So right. he wasn't him. schooled. You know, initially as being that. But I look at him now and I'm, again, I'm, I'm, I was so happy to see him coming back. I, mean, I have to be asked, honestly, it's that season I was asked who I thought would win the league. And I went for Man United. And by the way, don't write them off. Yeah. Um, but they'd said to me, and I didn't put Chelsea in the top four, and I said to BBC, as it was at the time, I don't see Chelsea winning the league at all unless they buy a left back and a centre back. Lo and behold, we buy Alonso and David Luiz. What do you think, think of Alonso? Um, Defensively, uh, remarkably, well, it's hard to know because he spends all his time in the left <laughs> wing. Um, again, last night, I mean, I look really closely at, at uh, the things that the players because I have to kind of really delve as deep as I possibly can. Um, 
What was the phrase? He ran a mile more than anybody else in that pitch. That's not an exaggeration. That's an exact yeah, yeah. number. That actually wrote, counts as a stat, then. Yeah. yeah. So it's 1.5 kilometres more than anyone else in that field. I think field he did that against Southampton ran, as well. He yeah. did it against it. Was, yeah. This was an even bigger gap last yeah. night. Yeah. I mean, how can you run an entire mile more than everybody else? Yeah. And the nearest him was Seth. Yeah. But that's, a rem- that's remarkable that Seth has done that. Yeah. No, it's extraordinary. So uh, I think I, I, I'm amazed that he's done as well as he's done, but he's just, he's a big galloping horse up and down there, isn't he? And he can cross, can't he? Yeah, and he's, he's crossing, he's getting better all the time, he's naturally left footed. It's, I mean, it's just the, the whole thing fits, doesn't it? Going yeah, back, yeah. But they're back like a good team, aren't they? That's the thing. Right, and they no look as though ex- it's like Moses isn't. Well, I mean, they're all exceptional in their own way, but the team works well. And they together. play for each other by the looks of it. You've got team spirit there, which I think was the thing that seemed to go missing but at some point. But if he goes out, the team, I mean, it's it's hard to find. It's hard to think who would, how they would shuffle it around. I always think if you're in danger, um, you call for us, Blackwater. Yeah, and he'll yeah. do anything for you. Yeah, you know if you and need then you slot Branner into that. Yeah, you, 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 whatever you do, if Victor goes out, you just move. Yeah, you know. As, but, I mean, that's a great thing about uh, Antonio Conte. When you go for a three-four-three, three, okay, I've played it before, not often. It was again, it was international level. But you look at Aspel quite and you think, yeah, yeah, he's a very natural wide of a four and a three-four-three, three. and then he puts him in. With, on the three in the right hand side, and you're thinking, "What are you doing that for?" Mm. I know fitter. why, because you know what you're doing, yeah. Antonio. Yeah. I wanted to go back to you though, Pat. When, when, we, when you were talking about how you see yourself, you know, uh, uh, or saw yourself as the number mm-hmm. ten David Silver type of player, mm-hmm. how much do you think um, having Alonso and to a degree Cahill behind Hazard has allowed him to be that out and out creative player? Because mm-hmm. you were an out and out creative player. Mm-hmm. Did you ever resent having to track back? I didn't resent it. No, I, I, I'm kind of come from a background where you know, work ethic is important um, so if you have to I was talking to oddly enough name drop name drop alert I was talking to Damien Duff about this the other day and he was exactly the same what's but, he doing these things um, he's actually he's punditry over in RTE in Dublin right. um, he was over at the bridge so we met up and I chatted to him for a while and we were happy to give ourselves to the team because we're team players we're creatives but we're team players now the joy is creation I've, I've Generally, I feel that about life. Forget about football, but the joy is creation. Um, but if you need to, but looking at where he plays now in his average position now, when Eden Hazard gets a ball now in this system, he's not seventy yards for goal. Mm. He's forty or thirty yards for goal. That makes all the difference. It makes a massive difference. You've not got five players between you go. He looks like visibly two. happier as well, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, and you would be because you're not breathing out your proverbial. <laughs> 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 so, you know, and he is, and I think he is. I mean, I'll, the, the underlying concept is people are saying, was it, was it Josie? Had he fallen out with Josie? And you don't get much out of it. And any time I've listened to it and been asked about it, no, he's very positive. And the four-two-three-one is quite a rigid system as well, isn't it? Where it requires you to be a bit of a soldier. Yeah. Whereas yeah. the you know the, the system that Conte plays, it allows a little bit more flexibility and plays yeah. people to their strengths. And it's it's lovely if you're an attacking player. I mean, mm. you would go and do a lot of, bit of work at the back, but you know that if someone runs beyond you, as you exactly as you say, Alonso's behind you, Gary Cahill's coming out, and Conte, you know, one of the two Conte brothers will get there. You know. There's two of them. Yeah. Have you ever seen it in the pitch? There's definitely a two in Golo Cantes in every pitch I've ever seen it because he's everywhere. What do you think of Cante? I love him. I think he's amazing. Better, he's player, than, better player than we gave him credit for. Yeah. Uh, you know, better player football. than he looks, isn't he? Well, yeah, you think <laughs> you... Sort of well, it's one of the classic <laughs> ones. You listen to what everyone used to say last year. Oh, he, he does it and gives it and he does a makalele. 
No, he's more than that. He's much more than that. It'll give you more positive going forward. I'm not saying he's better than Must be running for a lot of other players. I think there's well, a stat somewhere. That there must be. Some, well, no, he, can can with that. Leicester and Chelsea put together, and the amount of points he's got in 42 oh, wow. games, so point, yeah. 48 games is incredible. Up. Yeah, we're going to come up with some incredible Kante <laughs> stat for I, next week. I think, I, think, I think I'm right in saying that he has the biggest win percentage over the last two seasons of any player. So. That's, well, it's, yeah. it's, it, he yeah. is extraordinary I, to watch and clever. And by the way, Cesc Fabregas outran him yesterday. <laughs> I can't believe that. So 10 well, straight wins, 24 goals scored, two conceded, one of those was an own goal. You dreamt that. You know, uh, <laughs> top of the table, six points clear above Arsenal and Liverpool, seven points clear of Man City and fourth. You say don't write off Man United, but there's a 13-point gap. Can you honestly see us dropping three um, points? We should know better than anyone else what Jose Mourinho is capable of doing. Um, he did it. You know, he did it over in Italy, watched him do it in Portugal. You know, he did it with us time and again with teams that you didn't know how good they were, but they outperformed and overperformed a lot of the time. I look at that group of players he's got there and compare them with Liverpool, compare them with Man City, and I'm thinking, they're not worse. And if Jose Mourinho is a good manager and he gets the best out of those players, they, they can go on a run. They absolutely can go in the run. Yeah, the I'm moment starting to get worried about. I, I just think they're starting to look quite good, aren't they? And, that. and they're getting those little suddenly those moments, like getting that winner last night against Palace. You suddenly yeah, they see deserved the, that. They've yeah, deserved they did. That. They worked at it the whole yeah. night. And they worked at it for weeks and end, but they've lost late goals. <clears throat> they lost a late one against Everton. Now I'm actually saying more. If you had a hand in heart, I'd say I think you get top four if you're United now. Whether you win it or not, it's pushing it about too many teams too far ahead, arguably. But don't write them off. I couldn't write them off just now. I never write a Jose Mourinho team off early. So, so we're going to be top at Christmas. Six of the past seven teams to top the Premier League at Christmas have gone on to win the title. Mm. How confident are you, Pat, about our chances this season? Have we got a big enough squad? What's the, you know, what's the things that you think might be a, a, an issue uh, to, to win it, um, yeah, we could win it. Um, uh, that's definitely, uh, we could win it. I wouldn't have said that. I, I really didn't feel that like everyone else after the Arsenal game. Um, but when I look at it, the way Manchester City started this season, and everyone thought, well, they're going to canter it. They're in fourth now. So you don't, we, none of us are going to counter chickens with us. No chance at all. Um, what would we need to make me believe we were definitely going to get it? Um, it's nothing against William or Pedro or anything like that, but, you know, if we've got Hazard one side... And we'll get Diego up there. See if you get someone of that standard on the right. I think we could win the league and not lose another game. Mm. You know, we're that close to being a world-class side in every other part of it. And it's nothing against William because he's good enough. He's he getting the most teams. Come out of retirement, Pat. <laughs> not quite me. How's your knees, Pat? But, I mean... <laughs> We'd be all right playing on the right. Uh, right or left, I had no... no didn't mind. It was really comfortable. I still want to play central. But, I mean... I'll get over it. I'll get over it one day. You're getting on a bit and you're I still can, fussy. No, no, I, I remember John Neal said it was a, I came down to Chelsea and I was... Uh, and I'd said to him, I'd, I, he put me on in the wing, and I'd played all right, and then a couple of games I'd played okay. And I said, you do know I'm not a winger. You know, I'm, a kind of te- I'm the guy behind the centre-forward. And he went, yeah, but well, you need to get blended into the team. So anyway, after about a season, we, we got up and fi- things were going well. I got player of the year. And he said, well, you've done hell of a well out there. And I said, well, I know, but it's not my position. I'm a goal scorer. And, I, and he said, well, you scored, I think it was 14 or 15 goals that season. He said, well... If we put you in the middle, we'll lose the wingers' goals. No one else is going to score that many out there. 
I said, do you want me to start playing rubbish there? <laughs> Is that the idea? So you kind of, you, it kind of hurts a bit when you, but you have to do whatever's right for the team. So you say that penalty pat. I know, I'm really proud of that. <laughs> I'm still to this day very proud of that. It was, the, the little known fact, two little known facts. One, I got fined. Did you? By the manager. Did yeah, you? Because he found me laughing afterwards. We were 4 1 up. It was a minute ago. I can't care less. <laughs> Would you like to explain the penalty yeah. to yeah, those younger people? We were, we were 4 1 up. I think I got mine in the match. I'd made a couple. I got the penalty kick for getting tripped up. And uh, okay, I wasn't hugely serious about it. Um, last kick of the ball, and I basically mishit it, and it just about reached the keeper. It was on target, um, but it was awful. And Barry Davis' brilliant commentary saying it's the worst penalty he's ever seen. And I agreed, <laughs> and still do to this day. But I'm walking away. And Is it on YouTube, Pat? Could people have a look at it? It was me that put it on YouTube. Was it? Because uh, uh, I wanted, way. when I was telling people about it, they are going, where can I get it? And it wasn't up. So I got the, one of the family to put I don't know how to put things on YouTube. And she put it up on YouTube so that people can have it. Because you don't take yourself seriously, do you? Nah. So I, I had a, a little bit of a lap. A, get fined. I never paid the fine. Um, but B, it was the end of the game and you're like... Yeah, people forget that, don't they? You know. Yeah, I don't care. Nah. It's, not, it's just fun. You know, if you take yourself seriously, for goodness sake, you'd, you'd go mad, wouldn't you? Hey, listen, as it's Christmas, here's a very positive stat. Chelsea have gone on to win the league title on each of the four previous occasions that yes. we've been top of the league at Christmas. Yeah. That's a good run. That's a fine stat. It's a stat I hope we're going to see come true again. But it is interesting how we seem to have had our blip early on while Conte... I don't know how you viewed it. You know, people say, I thought it was really odd that Conte came in, didn't go with this formation he knew from the start. Oh God, they all, they're all experts now, aren't they? Well, yeah, but the, the, the point is, I, I think, and I think we all think, that he came in and let the players show him what they could do in the system that they, they played in, and that he wanted to find out the reality, and he found out against Liverpool in the first half of Arsenal. I mean, how did you see the way he eased um, into I, the I, I, I went into... A bit of history. I mean, I've got the fortunate thing where I cover games around Europe for various channels. So I've been to see UV in his time as well. And they didn't always play three at the back. Because they've got Benucci, Bazagli, and Chiellini in behind them before, well, there's no better back three than them. So stick with them. I think it was Liechtenstein on was one side and, you know, hammering up and down. It looks great. They, never, they generally didn't play 3 4 3, they played five, you know, and Pirlo in front. And then I looked even more closely. He actually played four at the back just as often. And he would leave one of them out and just play it as a four. So, in actual fact, I don't know if his heart's in a back three. But it's working. So you don't change it. And he is adaptable. Uh, the West Brom game, he changed it back four. Yeah, he point. put back four in. Didn't so, although Moses got a bit confused. He yeah. came over and said, right, now what am I doing <laughs> now? I'm over the other side, is that and right? Yeah, you get taken off. Yeah. <laughs> it's adaptability. You know, if you, I find it really tiresome when a lot of managers will say, I'm at this type of coach. Mm. I mean, if you play at top level, you better be adaptable because if plan A isn't working... Are you, you surprised about Mourinho in that case then with this dogged 4-2-3-1? Yeah, but remember, he used to be a dogged 4-3-3. Um, so he's looking at it and he's looking at the players he's got. Um, there's been times in the past, I remember there was one particular game with Mourinho and he must have made three tactical changes in about an eight-minute period and it won as the game. And thinking, that's genius, and that's, that's moving quickly. 
But he has to know his players can understand it quick enough, mm. you know, can adapt to it quick enough. Why is Guardiola looking like a novice in all this at the moment? Because he's wearing a polo neck jumper, and polo neck and jumpers, trainers. they what? don't belong in football. He's polo wearing neck. a polo neck trainer Con- and trainers. Con- no, hey, Converse. Converse's. Converse. <laughs> 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 you got this right with the kids listening. Um, but it's, do, you know, I, I, do you know, I can't hang, hang back any longer. I think he's got too easy a ride. Um, and I, do, I adore yeah. and like a lot of us because he produced that beautiful Barcelona side it was the best football I've ever seen since I mean, it tears my since heart since we beat Everton but <laughs> 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 that was before then but I, I was thinking more of 1970 <laughs> Brazil um, yeah. I think nobody can disagree with that it was an yeah, amazing side that was amazing and it, it was so beautiful and it was gorgeous and it was everything that I would want to be I mean Iniesta I tend to bow and kind of unworthiness as soon as I say his name you know it's fabulous but so I don't want to diss him in any way then he does it by hand but then you think had he done had that Manchester City what they done even against us take off John Stones their quickest full centre back and then allow Hazard and William and Diego to run riot on the break if David Moyes had done that he would have been battered out of sight so as a pundit I can't not say, look, that's not good. You know, it's not. You're good in the minority because there's people still. You know, I had a bit of a Twitter spat mm-hmm. with with a well-known journalist. Mm-hmm. You know, who said he would rather watch Guardiola's failures than the pragmatic teams of some other managers. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I understand that from a kind of watching point of view. But do you not understand that some teams have to be pragmatic? Mm-hmm. That you know that they don't have the, the the resources not to do it, and that actually that is no point being beautiful if you lose. Yeah, look at where and that attitude's got Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think we can get a better answer than that, possibly. And um, no, do you think it's kind of this groupthink that that some members of the media have that oh, well, we've decided that he's going to be uh, someone to look up to or in the same way that you know Carius the, the, like, Liverpool goal- our- the Liverpool goalkeeper is someone that we need to pillory that there is yeah. this kind of group it's thing going on I mean you have to be able to cope with that I mean yeah you, it's like acting, isn't it? You will walk on and do something and will get hammered and you're thinking, actually, I know this is quite good. Phil's fig- never been hammered. He's a five-star guy. <laughs> but you figure, you people know. figure things out. Sometimes they don't see it first time, do they? You know, yeah. I know he's currently five-star. We've all read about this. <laughs> but now there's been a few Come months. mid-January. <laughs> <laughs> they never used to give you stars. They just used to give you reviews. And did that you, was did, it. Did you see Vinyl? Um, what was it called? The one, the uh, alarm one? Is it called Vinyl? Vinyl. Yeah. Yeah. What? Are you being rude? <laughs> what are you trying what? to say? Everyone's a critic. It's no Quadrophenia. Uh, what? Yeah, no. what? 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 Yeah. Have you Come seen on, it, Gary? You've not even seen it. You couldn't find the DVD. <laughs> see, as, as in, see, Phil, or YouTube, your own mates. This is creativity. So, yeah. so you're a creative type, right? And what do they remember? The one that they didn't read re- that highly and the penalty kick that you missed. Yeah, and that's, that's just the way it, it is. No, I played 800 games. You've mentioned one specific game in one minute. And for cheap Pat, we effect. like you. I, know, I mentioned it for cheap comic effect. I know, yeah. and, I, and I love, I think it's quite funny because you yeah, don't yeah. see yourself that seriously. Yeah. Well, the Guardiola thing is interesting. It, I, it is. Much. And I also think he wasn't the greatest of successes at Munich. It was okay. It was all right. It he was should all have right, done, at least that was min- bare minimum. Yeah, it what was, he did bare, was minimum. bare minimum. I, so, I think he is, for the first time, 
I'm going to be under scrutiny here. He's already had a little moan about how the English have been treating him in a couple of ways, and you think, well, hold on, mate, you wait till he's really go through it. You know, you're going to find out that it gets a lot tougher. I think you look at Guardiola and, and you look at the teams that he's been able to manage, yeah. um, and then you put him in, in with the other, you know, so-called greats of our era. Mm. Mourinho can always turn around and say, I won the Porto. Champions League with Porto. Yeah. Uh, Conte can always turn around and say, I did amazing things with a rubbish Italian national side. You know, Guardiola's the silver spoon, isn't it? As I've always had the greatest players in the world at my disposal, and I haven't really, you know, achieved it this season with Manchester City. It's funny enough, I think there's... He needs to move this. Oddly enough, see if you want to play... I mentioned the fact that I based my kind of game a style was like silver style, right? But a lot of the time, I had a couple of managers just wanted me to get the ball and thump it in the middle, right? I couldn't change the rest of the world. I had to kind of fit in... When I was playing at the time, I have to say there was a lot of Neanderthals playing football, and I didn't actually like the technical standard. I thought it wasn't very good when I was playing, and this is top-level English football. But I couldn't change the whole of football to suit me. I had to be able to adapt within it. And Pep's a bit of a, right, I'm coming in here, right, let's everyone do it my way. Well, no, <laughs> we're not. We'll do it our way, and you better be able to adapt. And I think, I've, I've never met a manager yet who's come into the Premier League and said, this is easy, this. Mm. You know, it's going to be tough, mate. And mm. if you're not willing to... Either adapt's not the right word, but Evolve. find a new evolution. Yeah, yeah. and I think and he learn. has to. Mm. I think he has to. I would agree with that completely. But they'll still be up there near the end because they're yeah. good players. They will. But So I suppose we, we, the one thing I wanted to say, you, you mentioned somebody earlier, as Piliqueta. Um, and you said, you know... You love Aspilicueta. I do love Aspilicueta. Why don't you just marry <laughs> I would, if, you know, that was okay and, you know... Keep her ever anyway. for the other team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah if that's... Is there you go. Freezing. Thank you very much, Pat, for that. Um, <laughs> so, he signed a new contract this week. He did. Brilliant. Which is, 2020. Which is wonderful. Yeah, I, I presume they've done it for three and a half years because it's in the mid-season, but... That shows something to the fans, doesn't it, when you see things like that happen? It is lovely. And you, you look at, if you look a little bit further back, um, like Ashley Cole, and you think, well, we get the best out of players like that for a good long period of time, tying them up. You know, when you're getting Aspie, you're buying four players. Yeah. You're not buying one player, you're, you're actually getting four players. He's an absolute no-brainer. He's just signed a new contract as well, is not he? That's what he's saying. So, <laughs> phenomenal. Where have you been the last two minutes? <laughs> you've been in the Phil <laughs> Daniel space <laughs> continuum. <laughs> so, I always have been. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's been... No, he's, you would, he's a no-brainer for him. And we kind of forget about it a wee bit as well, but Branner has been like that for a long time for this club. What do you think Branagh's uh, role is moving forward? Um, come on the last three minutes and killing the game. And mm. he's done that in six, six or seven of the last ten games. He's well, he was great in. against West Brom because he did come, he won that header, didn't he, just before the well, final whistle went That but they confused me. If you're going to play that, uh, that three at the back system, you almost have an identicate who's the right centre-back there. Mm. And it's Branislav Ivanovic, old Robocop himself. I always bring movies in there, don't I? I can't help myself. <laughs> so, <laughs> but he, t- he, he can play right-back, he can play right-centre-back, he covers well, and he's big and he's strong and he loves a header. And you think, yeah, yeah, it's him nailed. But no, he puts Aspie in there. So mm. it's kind of, but he's been great for us. And you, you can't not put Cesar Aspie quite in that team mm. and... 
was it Brian Clough used to say, and he's got a lovely smile too, <laughs> <laughs> which was hell of a big today after he signed his new contract. <laughs> he does remind me of the type of guy that Ashley Cole was for yeah. us in the fact that if one of the other two gets caught out, there was one moment, I think it's West Bromwell was at the game before, where he came all the way over to the far left-hand side to get the ball. And I, th- I think he's just one of those players. I gave that- him a 10 last night. I thought he was Did you? Best, yeah. uh, best player. Wow. He was our yeah. best player. And I, I give thought him a 10 before he goes I out. Ba- I couldn't see one minor error in the entirety what of the game. What did you And He was about eight Eleven. and a half, nine. Eight and a half, nine. Mm. Yeah, no, if you remember, Cessna near the end of the game started giving the ball a wee bit too much. Yeah, yeah. And his through balls kind of weren't hitting the target so much. And he got that through ball from Costa and he kind of mishit it. But I... He still he played well. He played really well. But honestly, Cesar was off the scale last yeah, night. Yeah, he was brilliant. He was absolutely off yeah. the scale. Indulge me in one stat because I love this Well, stat. we've indulged like in about 200 as usual. Chelsea are unbeaten in their last 15 Premier League games played on a Wednesday. Oh, good. I like that. Oh, oh actually, Andy. Come on. That is the kind of stat you should be working on more because that is just so brilliantly <laughs> pointed. The last yeah, game we lost on a Wednesday was to QPR in January 2013. We've won eight and drawn seven in Was that, that when Sean Wright Phillips scored? God, that'd be good. You didn't go that far. You got back it up. That's when he scored against us, wasn't he? That dribbly shot in the inside of the post. Yeah. Well, let me throw a question out to you lot then. Um, talking about where we're going. I was watching the game last night and I was something was odd about it and I felt this is great. I love where we are. And then I realised absolutely what it is. It's that the core has now kind of gone. You know, Seth, uh, Czech's gone. JT's not really getting a game at the moment. Frank. Frank's gone and Didier. Didier. Yeah. And in actual fact, we're top of the league in that original... Do feel like a, a metamorphosis? And I, 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 yeah. I was, I, I kind of thought, wait a minute, this is the new team. Mm. And this new team's top of the league. And it's... I don't know about how you felt, but I always thought, what happens when JT goes? Mm. How, how do we survive? You know, what mm. happens when Frank uh, goes? How do we survive? Mm. I, don't, I couldn't understand how we would f- survive without Frank. Um, but you do, and we have, and it's stunning that we are where we are. I still like to have both of them in the team, you know, if they were young men, but... I think that's absolutely... And they always say, don't they, and it's a bit of a football cliche that you've got to get the spine right, and it does feel like with Courtois, Luis, Costa... Uh, Kante, you know, you've got this strong spine spine down the middle. But but one other play that we haven't mentioned, what do you think of Victor Moses? Um, Interesting, because I wouldn't have spotted that he would have done this well. Um, but he was one of the like, only ones who was there at pre-season, wasn't he? For about yeah, three or four. He does it every pre-season. Star looks really, of pre-season, yeah. isn't no, he? No, but he was there, wasn't he? Because everyone was away on... Inter- it was only him, Chalabar, and a couple of the other... I think Loftus-Cheek and one other who were there when Conte first went in. Mm-hmm. And he must have seen something okay. in those opening days. He well, must have. Again, we'll go around the table then. We'll see if we, if we don't play 3-4-3 three, three, and we play... We go back to a 4-2-3-1. Victor doesn't play. No, no, and he doesn't. And it's a real shame that he's become so specialist at that area. Now, if we've got an injury right back, we can put him there. If we've got an injury with Pedro William, we can put him the wide of the attacking three. But in actual fact, you know, he's been brilliant, and for a wee period there, he was our best player. Although against but West Brom, he was chucked up towards the end, wasn't and, he? And yes, we can do that. Yeah. But are you going to put him in before William? No. Are you going to put him on before Pedro? You know, yeah. maybe, yeah, but he's not going to... Right now, <laughs> yeah. he's nailed. Pedro's been amazing for him. Yeah. Pedro's been all right. <laughs> he, he, had a f- he, he started being amazing and he's kind of mm, tailed. A he's bit. a drifter, isn't he, actually? But he does a lot of work. But he does, he's, you know, 
He I'm was the prime mover behind that goal last night. Kante won the yeah. header. It came down to Pedro, jinked around a couple of people. William laid it off. You know, I mean, Pedro. I mean, I think he's. He, I mean, would you? You wouldn't put him in above William? Mm, uh, that's it's debatable. Uh, if it was me, I'd put William first and then Pedro. But some games I play Pedro first. So it's it's interesting, isn't it? How Conte's dealing with it. I don't think he quite knows. Between the two, it keeps changing. Manager, either or. But I think yeah, I think so. Clever I than think me. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's just either or between the two. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, but if you've actually only got one wide player and it's between the three of them, yeah. it's going to be tough for Victor. Yeah, you know, however true. brilliantly he's done and he has done well, it's taking nothing away from him at all. So at the moment, he's probably play, praying that we keep on winning and keep <laughs> on playing 3 4 3. Cause one thing, it's one thing that I noticed last night Loftus Cheek back on the subs bench. He's been away for it. He doesn't seem to have figured at all, but yeah. he was back on. Didn't get used last night. Well, there's been a few injuries, so there was space. Yeah, there's been a few injuries. But no, what for him? Or just, no, not for him. But he's, but he's kind squad. of seems to be back figuring into it. Zuma was on the bench last yeah, night. Yeah, I was which just going to say, that's the big one. Yeah. 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 Zuma's the big one. Have you seen much of him in the 23s? He's looked okay. But if he comes back, and again, it's difficult. I mean, I did my Christian in um, third Everton game. So, um, you know, it, it can adapt you, it can change you as a player. Um, but if he, because he hyperextends as well with his, his legs when he goes forward. So there's a wee bit of danger there. If he comes back, the player he was, and continues to that level, that's just phenomenal. We will be bordering on unstoppable now. Who would he come in? Who would you have as your back three if everyone was fit? It's really hard. Well, you love Louise and you gave Azpilicueta a 10, so it's obviously yeah. Cahill, isn't it? So Gary's the one that's under the most pressure. Yeah, he mm. would be under the pressure. Mm. Um, but if you look at um, Zuma, he's quite right-footed a lot of the time. Yeah, he is. You're talking somebody going playing left now. So, But I'm watching him play and his pace is so ridiculous that mm. it probably won't make any difference. He's a tank, isn't he? Yeah, and he's, he's quite a stunning, stunning physique. You know, yeah. And again... I've, I said it to a few people I have never seen a professional footballer jump higher than him <laughs> ever well, one of the reasons he did his knee yeah, wasn't it is that he was jumped so high yeah, wasn't it and yeah, he was right. hyperextending round the court yeah. so, um, so and again you wonder if your manager's lucky sometimes you've got to be good and you've got to be lucky he's just coming back into the team he's just coming back into fitness now mm. maybe we get unlucky and somebody gets a wee injury he just walks straight back in and you need that cover you need to I mean, you know, it's, it's hard, we're talking about if you had one more attacking wide player, zoom out at his best, you're looking and you're thinking, I can't yeah. see any weaknesses there. It's only, I think it's only the centre forward is the, the cover is a bit. Yeah. Is a bit well, we don't scant. know about Bachway yet. We don't. But no. here's a question. I could tell a story about him. Ooh, tell oh, tell us a yeah, story yeah. about him. Um, not this summer, but the summer before, I went and told everybody at Chelsea, buy Bachway, buy this kid. Um, I'd watched him playing four or five times. I cover Europa League in, for another channel, an Irish channel, and I'd done a lot of the, uh, the Belgian national games. And I watched him, and I thought, right, he is. If you gave me Lukaku or him, give me him, and I think he's better and a better all-round player, better link-up player, good natural goal scorer as well. Everything about him is absolutely nailed on. Poor kid, can't he get a game. Do you think he's, so a bit, he's, think he's a bit raw at the he's moment? He's now nervous. He's no, now right. he's trying like hard. You know, he needs three or four games in a row. But he, and that's kind of why we kept on trying to play four with a two up front early in the season because he was desperate to get both of them. Because I think, I think Antonio rates him as well. 
But what do you do though? You can't yeah, take well, he's, Diego he's out, playing you? behind. You can't. You can't you're the right, problem no. is, he is the understudy for the best behaved centre forward <laughs> in the league. <laughs> this is true. This is a really good point. So Costa's on four yellow cards. Has been for eleven yeah. games. Only you know, has to get through till January the thirty. And then it resets the clock, and yeah. he's got another five yellow cards to get through before so he gets again. So you think he'll play him? So you think if Costa gets injured, he'll go? Right. Way, I've yeah. got to have the faith, and I'm going to stick him in. Yeah, I, I think he will. I absolutely think he will. I think he's also good enough. Yeah. Um, but you'd want two or three or four games in a row. The first yeah. one he'll be trying to play him in the cup, won't he? Play him against. I would hope so. Yeah. I really hope we get a few games because uh, mm. we're going to need him at some point. And, and obviously I'd, next season, if. We, um, you know, we get some European football next year, then there'll be opportunities. And by the way, yeah. if we're the bottom, when I told it, there'd be a third of the price. Ah. Also, the other one I had a go and I had a dig out, I was telling everybody going by a player about three years ago, and I said, just, just get me, please, just get him. It cost you eight million quid, just get him, get him, get him. Nobody, it was two people I was telling, I was telling Moise and my mate to buy him, I was obviously saying down here, but it was Van Dyke. Right. And well, look how we could buy it. 8 million quid. Yeah, 40, milli- 40 million quid yeah. now. Yeah. Right. And I said, I was saying, no, I, I know he makes mistakes, it doesn't matter, it's because it's too easy for I him. I like him. I can see where his head is. Yeah. This guy's going to be monstrously good. He's yeah. fabulous. I, I like him. Yeah. Do you think we're, we're in with a shock? Man City need him more than us. They do. Um, if we, I mean, that's scary. If we, if, if we could get him, that's scary. That's. Mm. I, I mean, we put him and Louise. It's, the problem is both of them want to play out for the bank and play yeah. these 40 yeah, yeah, goals. Yeah. But that's a... Apart from anything else, Phil, you'd love it because he's exciting as well. He's entertaining as well. He's creative from back there as well. Plus, he, he likes a defence. I, I would it like gets to, up front as well. That, that gets up for the corners. And he's all the most that, dangerous. He's the most dangerous player at Southampton. I've got. Yeah. And, and he's entertaining in interviews. He seems like a really top bloke. But I suppose we should get Let's to buy the Draxler as well. Sorry, I just wanted <laughs> to buy oh, right, okay. no, Draxler. Your hands <laughs> out. I thought okay. you were trying to get into just on, just on a personal level. Can I just very a quick diversion? Because we did a. I don't know if you know. We did a live show with Paul Cannonville mm-hmm. uh, yeah, a couple it. of weeks ago. Uh, it was brilliant, and he was amazingly honest and raw and um, inspiring on all mm-hmm. sorts of ways. And he talked very highly of you and the support that you gave him around that time, mm-hmm. how outspoken you were around some of the problems. And and you look at Paul and you look at players that, um, you know, that had an injury at a very early age. I think he only played 124 professional yeah. games. And, you know, what what do you think of the of the Paul Cannonville story, looking back and, on, and reflecting on well, it now? It's fantastic to look back on it now, you know, and Paul's come out of very dark places. Um, with the drugs, etc., with the cancer that he had as well, but also what happened, you know, his time at Chelsea. Um, oddly enough, many people. Many, by the way, you can call me doctor. I've got two doctorates out of that because people realised that no one else was standing up at the time against racism because it was. Could you maybe set the scene a little bit? Because some, okay, some of our well, younger Paul, viewers may well, not well, know. Well, Paul, Paul I, I came down and was a kid, sort of just joined Chelsea, and things went well for me. The fans were great to me. But Paul came on in a game at Crystal Palace. And, and Paul was uh, our first ever black player. Yes, and he played for a bit before that, but he was booed on by some of inverted commas, our fans. So I couldn't get this. I come from Glasgow. We're a very lefty kind of bunch, you know. I'm, and I'd been on anti-apartheid rallies and everything. I was a student. And I'm thinking, that can't happen. We don't accept that. So after the game, I scored the winning goal. We won 1-0. And uh, I was just waiting for them. And the press were waiting for me. And I said, not talking about a game, not talking about anything. I'm just disgusted with those fans of ours who actually booed one of our players for being black. It's unacceptable and I'll never accept it. Um, so I knew this would lead to massive headlines, but I couldn't give a stuff. In fact, I'd be delighted about it. Um, next game, I don't know if Paul told the same stories, but um, I made sure that myself and Kerry walked out, Kerry Dixon walked out with Cannons for the next game at home. 
and they sang Paul's name first. And I thought, that's exactly what I thought was the case. It was a minority. And that silent majority sang up then at the home ground. And silence, not fully, but began to really silence the people that they were singing those sorts of things. So very soon after that, I got calls from Gordon Taylor, who's the chairman of the PFA, or chief executive of the PFA. And he said, are you serious about starting a campaign? And I went, I can't believe you've not started a campaign already. So we started working in campaigns. Now, this anti-racist campaign in football is going quite far over the years. And it started at Crystal Palace that mm. day. That's where, So there was a book recently written by um, he's Jim Murphy, who the, was the shadow... Uh, Labour Secretary for Defence, I think it was at the time. And he said the 11 most important games in soccer history. And one of them's that game. He's right. Because that's the day we started. Um, so it's, when you go back to it, now, I wasn't even brave. I was just like, if you come from a certain background like I come from, I hadn't grown up through the normal youth development in football. I'd played a bit, but I was into education, was just as important, much more important actually. I was into my music, my theatre, my arts. I'd been a student, and then I found myself at Chelsea. I'm a complete outsider within it, and I can't understand why people don't see this big thing glaring at them. But if you're going to be kind enough, you think, well, wait a minute, because that's because that's what they've grown up in. Now, okay, so racism was the first one. Then it was, you know, LBGT rights or you know anything about any sort of religion. Currently, we're in the middle of an abuse scandal. We need to stand up and talk about it. And I've always been very comfortable. Look, you do the right thing. You don't look to your agent. You don't turn around to people and say, right, I'm, what's best for my image? Forget that. Sod that. Do the right thing. Um, and see, when you just keep your mind on that, it's amazing how easy it is. Did you get any, any grief for being a yeah. Guardian reading lefty indie kid? Uh, yeah, you did a bit, but I kind of liked it. You know, you're, if you're comfortable in yourself and you're comfortable in your own skin, it's cool, you know. The Patesy and Bunners, great guys, by Colin Pates and John Busters, get them on, right? It is like, like having uh, Peter Cook and Dudley Moore, honestly, uh, <laughs> without swearing. <laughs> I mean, it was Derek and Clive, them two, they're hilarious, right? As a double act, they're really great. And they used to call me weirdo. And I used to think, no, I'm the normal one. All of you are all weird. <laughs> You're all weird. But I had the kind of confidence to think that. Like, no, no, I'm into the things that I'm into, which lo- lots of normal people are. So if you're confident in that, but they so call me the weird. urban myth about you kind of getting substituted so you could go to a gig, is that, was that it's an not an urban myth? It's true. Is that actually true? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> no, I. Uh, it's kind of it's an affected version of it. Um, I wanted to go and see this gig. And Chelsea wanted me to send a new contract, but I really wanted to see the gig, right? Um, actually, I've done it twice. <laughs> Cocktails and New Yorker. Um, <laughs> but I was really fit, and I was a fitness fanatic. I used to go and train afterwards as well for an hour or two in my own at the ground. Also, I used to go and run along the embankment every night because I love running, and I still do. In fact, I might go for a run tonight after this. Um, but I, I, the manager had said to me, send your contract, and I said, look, I want to go to see a gig next Tuesday night. And we've got a game against Brentford, pre-season game. It's not a first-team game. It is a first-team game, but it's not a yeah. league game. And he just looked at me and said, you want to do what? And I said, well, if you let me off at half-time, I'll get to the game. I'll get to the gig. And he just looked at me, shook his head and started laughing. He went, oh, okay. 
fine, no it's problem. A deal. It's a deal. So I signed the contract. Bates is looking. Ken Bates is looking at me, going, "I can't believe it. what's <laughs> going on here." Um, I went to a gig with my Chelsea kit underneath my, cl- <laughs> my, my gloom boom jacket and everything. Um, but I, mean, I was in my love of music, I love theatres, love my arts, love all those parts of life. And exactly. I think it's a great thing to have that. I think a lot more players. I mean, I, I still it's my fault. I blame myself for Grimley, so that's, I have to own up to that. I kind of took him under my wing a wee bit when I was there because he was a wee bit of an outsider himself. And he maybe didn't have the confidence that you had. No, Probably a private eye, did you? On the Guardian. Uh, <laughs> no, no, well, no, specifically then. My girlfriend and I, we, you knew he was getting a hard time. Uh, the story about Graham Lissell was really interesting because I used to go into the youth team and say, right, who's in left back? And it was a boy called John Miller who was left back. Right, you come and train with me every day instead of doing chores. Okay. So he'd come and train me for an hour and a half afterwards, and I'd work in... You'd just basically run at him and rip him to pieces. No, but, but he would also <laughs> run at me because I wanted to know how to defend, but I'd right, do okay. technical things. And my dad was a coach, so I knew all technical things to do as well. So then John left and moved to Hearts, so I went into youth team, and I, who, who's left back? And the hand goes up, right, okay, you come with me. So after about six weeks, I'm training with this kid, and I'm beginning to think, I can't get by this kid. Bloody hell, I'm, I'm a Scottish international. <laughs> now, I didn't know Graham Lissot was going to become an England international left back. I just picked up the next kid. But Graham didn't really fit in particularly well. But I'm a, I'm a Glasgow, kind of East End Glasgow boy. He wasn't, he was a, a kind of Jersey kind of yeah, you know, village boy, you know. Yeah, and yeah. So, but he, he grew and found his place, you know. But um, yeah, I feel a wee bit guilty. A lot of the stick that I used to get, like getting called names, like, you know. You, you, you read a book, so you must be gay, kind of thing. And I would I remember somebody down at West Ham shouted something about being gay, and I blew him a kiss. And I thought, that's exactly the right way to do it. <laughs> you know, don't don't do something stupid like Graham did with Robbie Fowler. Yeah, yeah. You don't don't do that. You're standing in this massive mound of moral high hate, and you just jump off when you react like that way. Yeah. Don't just stand there yeah. comfortably. Um, anyway, Graham's much better and he's really good with it now. He's, he's in a great place, but we, we still do talk a lot. He's, oh, that's good. He's a good lad. Well, I suppose we should get back to a little bit of the football in the fact that we've got a game coming up, and I know Phil's got a race off to uh, get to the theatre. Oh, what are you in, Phil? What's your play that you're in? It's called This House. It's where's a it on? Political <laughs> drama at the Garrick. Can you still get tickets? Getting rave you get, reviews. You can get tickets. If you know Phil. And I believe some of the people who come are not former Conservative ministers. Even some no, we, 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 most of them are. <laughs> conservative ministers, we've had a few Labour in. Have you? You're Labour, aren't you, in the, uh, in the play? I am Labour in the play and I am a member of the Labour Party as Phil. Hey, hey uh, that's a bit typecast there. <laughs> there we so, go. So, I so, think the whole company are Labour supporters, so there you Generally go. you find out, you know, definitely <laughs> funny that. Yes. So I suppose we should go to a quick round-up of the... Have you got time for him to do the under-23s or do you want to no, do... No, I'm going uh, to jib. Well, OK, we've got the Palace game coming up at the weekend. So what is your prediction and is it going to be... Like the other two games, tough? Yeah, it'll be tough. Two, Crystal Palace two, Chelsea four. Mm. Oh, Going for one of those sort of... Yeah, mad ones. Christmassy kind of mad ones. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> it. Yeah, as long as we're on the right end of it, that's fine. I don't mind a bit of madness. So, you know, and what... And what it, it doesn't mean about oh, is, is that your Labour house, Party card? Card carrying member, which you've obviously put through the washing machine <laughs> several put times. The washing machine, yeah. I mean, there you go. I've kind of learned over the years. Not, I mean, I do. I'm political generally with a kind of small p because I I get issues. 
Because I can't find one part of that I completely agree with everything. That's part of the problem. That's the 21st century. Yeah. We probably realise we've probably lost about 20,000 listeners. Yeah. No, but it's, it's, an, it's an issue <laughs> thing. I'm not really a member of the life yeah. yet. Okay. <laughs> it's all right, because Kerry's UKIP, so it, like, it just all balances <laughs> oh, up in the, the end. The least likely person yeah. ever to be UKIP. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, see you later, just, Phil. See you later, Phil. Take care. Uh, quickly do the development squad on the other oh, Yeah, we'll, do, we'll go back to our predictions after this. All so. right, so on Friday, the development squad won their final league encounter of the calendar year to move fifth in the Premier League 2 table, registering an impressive 3-1 victory against Man United at home. Uh, United took the lead early on before Jada Silva missed a penalty, uh, and Dujon Sterling, Dujon Sterling equalised before half-time. Uh, goals from Josimar Quintero and Jacob Maddox after the restart sealed all three points for the Blues. And then the under-18s went four points clear at the top of the under-18 Premier League table as they continued their 11-game unbeaten run with a 3-1 win over Norwich at Cobham on Saturday with goals from half St. Clair, Connor Gallagher and Tarek Uwaki. Uh, they then started their defence of the FA Youth Cup on Tuesday with an emphatic 5-0 victory against Cardiff City at home. Goals from Mason Mount, Uwaki again, and two from Ika Ogbo. Uh, and one from Maddox saw us progress comfortably into the fourth round. Well, do you write your own stuff? Or do you nick that? All that off, the top my head. <laughs> off the top of your head? It's incredible. So yeah, so Palace, it's, it's the last game before Christmas. It is, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah we will be uh, top yeah, of the table. We'll at we will be top of the table. Difficult game coming up. I think they're all going to be really tricky in yeah. their own ways. Oddly enough, I don't think Palace will be as defensive-minded as West Brom were or Sunderland. I think Palace have to come out and have a little bit of a go. Um, so I think you'll see a, a more open game. I'm not quite going for the 0-4-2, which was suggested before by Phil, but um, I think it will be a more open game. Um, I, I've kind of got a feeling about Palace it's... It's always tough. It's rarely easy down there. I think part of it is because of the size of the pitch. It's yeah. a very small pitch. We always struggle on those yeah. QPR, Crystal yeah. Palace. They're, so, they're just so small. So the yeah. players, like the, the creatives, need space. And there's, it's much easier to close down the likes of Sess, the likes of Eden, when there is la- that lack of space. Now, bef- I know people are shouting at the radio or the podcast saying, yeah, it can't be that much different. It's only four yards sort of less wide or, you know, slimmer, and it's something like nine or ten yards less. Do the maths. You will not believe how much bigger that is. Mm. It's massive square yardage. It could be something that's something like six or 700 square yards different mm. in that central midfield area. So it makes a big difference to players that are creative times. Pardee so does seem to have, you know, galvanised him ever since he was, the, the axe was hanging over his head mm. and, you know, managed to get that win, uh, you know, when he said something stupid about his owners. He does seem to, I mean, they were, you know, they could have done something last night. They just can't defend set pieces. Yeah. They seem to be slightly shambolic at the back, but they've got a threat going forward. So Benteke is going to be an issue. We've got to make sure he's, uh, yeah. you know, look after him. Well, I mean, I think, I Zaha is a man for me, Zaha. Yeah, Zaha. Yeah. Special. He's, a, he's such an odd player, that that kid, because he looked as though he had the world at his feet, and then he got the dream move to Man U. It fell apart. He was just... Odd, odd enough, he got it too early, probably. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he was quite ready emotionally, mentally, you know. I think he probably... He gets that move now. Mm. It's probably really different for him. Would he be good for Chelsea? Um, again, is he going to do more for us than maybe... You know, he would fit, he'd be fine. But that... Go back to that whole right wing thing. If you list the number of players we've had in that position and that right-hand side over the past three, four, five years, it's extraordinary mm. from 
De Bruyne, you know, there's Salah, Mo Salah was a lot of money as well. Yeah. We've got two to three players that can play there at yeah. the moment. Andrew Shirley won a, you know, you, you can go on and on and on and on. And players have never quite got that position. So I'm always wary of saying, yeah, he would sort it out. Mm. You know, they're okay there just now. That's that's not where we have to worry about, yeah. actually. He's not Iron Robin. Struck, struck, no, he's not. Mm. Um, he doesn't dive as much as that. <laughs> um, no, and I, Vic, I, Vic Mo, obviously, going back to Palace, is going to be interesting. Victor Moses, you yeah. know, they still think of him very fondly there as, yeah. you know, one of, their, one of the ones that got away, and he'll enjoy uh, his time there. I, I think you're right. I think that compact pitch is going to make mm. it a, uh, a real leveller. I think it's going to be tight. I'm going to go. I'm going to go two-one. I think they'll score. And what's your prediction? Um, I'm afraid I can't change. I'm two-one two. I think we're t- we so win normally he went no, no, first no. with two-one. Yeah. You know you can't have I the same. Always score ignore what you say on that. Yeah, but it's stupid. just so I don't it allow. I just feel that you know. I've, okay, I'll, I'll change it. Two-nil. Two-nil. Two there you okay. go. Two I'm nil. going to go for three-nil. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go three-nil. That is if we score in the first fifteen minutes. Mm. Yeah. Makes a big difference, that. Yeah, it has it back, is he? Um, well, they're not 100% sure yet, but um, they're keeping it close to their chest. It's really interesting because we listening to um, Antonio talking today. Um, we kind of released some of the things he stayed, said by tomorrow. Um, not giving much away. Really keeping that one quite quiet. Um, I don't think there's a big panic. We'd rather have Eden back when we absolutely 100% need him at 100%. Mm. Remember what happened last season when we played them and he wasn't 100%. Yeah. You know, yeah. it looked sad. You know, it looked, We went um, off with, it with a hip injury at that Leicester game and never yeah. really recovered. And it. actually, you know, that was the conspiracy time, wasn't it, when loads of fans didn't believe that he had a hip injury yeah. and that he just walked off no, and you, things. And there was there was so many, again, when you've played in that position, the giveaways were so obvious. Yeah. Every time he got the ball, he didn't go forward. Mm. He got the ball and wanted to take a hit as in an easy hit. Mm. Yeah. The real hits come when you're going to pace at people. Yeah. But the other ones where you just take a hit and go down, they're kind of, they're not, they're not bottling it, but you're taking the easy route out. And there are signs there's an injury they're protecting. Yeah. Oh, there's another yeah. stat on hits, right? Fouls on Diego Costa have resulted in nine cards being showed in the league this season, more than any other player. Yeah. And he's yeah. not reacting. Yeah, and the, the amount of people who tell you that he's an animal and he's horrible and he's this and that. Yeah. And he's only been sent off, is it once? once and is this because he's happy, Pat? Is it because he's happy playing? Do you think that he's not getting himself involved in all these, as you would say, yeah. stramashes? Yeah, stramash, great word, that. Very <laughs> Scottish word, that. Um, no, he isn't. Um, it, it's difficult, you know. I, I think so many times it's just a certain manager. Now, it's not a good or a bad manager. It's someone you can relate to. You know, someone who you think, well, he's got my best interests at heart. Um, and there's no doubt that... You know, he, he looks into Conte's eyes and he thinks, well, I'm not going to take him on. <laughs> not many people would. And, and Antonio is one of those guys, you know, it's hard to explain these. Um, there are very few people. Again, Phil's gone now, but in the theatre there's one or two people. In, in football, there's one or two, there's not many. You're in the presences and you think, wow, I'm kind of feeling this aura. You know, and... Antonio looks as if he's either got that or developing that, you know, and it's those kind of cold, steely eyes, you know, looks at you, and then he smells, which allows you to smell, you know, and I can see him doing it with players. Best manager you ever played under? Um, Well, I was fortunate I had a very short time under Jock Steen, and he was the best manager I've ever seen. Um, But no, John John Neal at my time at Chelsea was pretty fabulous. Uh, But that's selfish because he used to do strange things to him, like he'd say, right, he'd do the whole team talk and then he'd finish it and then he'd say, 
and give the ball to Pat and you'll win. <laughs> now I'm 19, thinking, yeah, thanks for the pressure, mate, but it's okay, I can handle it. Right. I feel comfortable with it. Um, and he knew, he, he, he kind of seemed to understand that the players wouldn't turn on me then. Because that's an easy thing. Players want to be the number one themselves. Yeah, yeah. But Kerry wouldn't turn on me. Like Everybody fought with David Speedy anyway. So, like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that doesn't make any difference. David and I are ain't going to... And what an understanding we had, but we... I was going to say, we didn't go on. No one got on with David. <laughs> then they got on with him, then they didn't go on with yeah. him. But, you know, he was a good man. He was a very, very good manager right. at my time. Certainly at Chelsea. And there's a guy called Colin Harvey. But I was very fortunate. I worked under Sir Alex Ferguson, Scotland team for a wee while. Um, but they all had the different ones. You tend to think you need to step back and think, was he the best? Or was the guy that liked me most? <laughs> and you have to realise that's not football management. That's management. Yeah. Any business at all. Yeah. Well, I think, unfortunately, we've sadly run out of time. We could go on for hours with this. We, we um, literally could. Oh, we, we probably will. No, we'll go for some date. There's like 15, <laughs> yeah, 15 more questions. I know, but that's that we've good because hopefully you'll yeah. think about coming back and joining yeah, us again. Happy to do it. I'm down in London a bit, so happy Brilliant. to do it. Wonderful work. Really, really appreciate you coming in, Pat. It's been great. It's yeah. been a pleasure. And, uh, I mentioned uh, your name to a few people around uh, the bridge before we came and they all said, say hello from us. So That's nice, nice to hear. Nice yeah. relationship and attitude yeah. from the club towards us. Say hello from oh. us, the Ritz in the post. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's all that stuff as well, but you've got to do that after a podcast. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, thank you ever so much. All, all that's left to say is we do have one more podcast before Christmas next week. We're back on the Tuesday night on the 20th. Uh, until then, thanks, Andy. Thanks Cheers. to Phil, as always. And thanks very much to Pat, our special guest. Pleasure. If you like this podcast, come and join me, Mark Webster, for the Whistleblowers, a weekly show that looks at the topics that all football fans are discussing this week at thewhistleblowers.net. And it happens to be brought to you by the same lot that produced this one. Sports Social Podcast Network.